The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. For months we have known who our beloved will be playing in 2015, but now that the NFL has told us the where and the when, Larry D is back to give his rundown on the Bears' 2015 schedule. How does the road look for Fox and Company? And how does Larry D see it all turning out? All of this and so much more on the 2015 schedule release episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Just six days remain between now and draft day. The first round of the 2015 NFL draft taking place in Sweet Home Chicago. But we're here because, uh, as I said in the intro, we've known the who for months since even before the season ended for the most part who the bears are going to play in 2015 on tuesday evening the nfl released the where and the when that these games will take place aka the official regular season schedule has been released what's going on everybody larity back for the official 2015 schedule release episode of the chicago bears review and uh you know, it's an interesting schedule, to say the least, and uh, we'll break it down uh, a little bit later on uh, in the show. But before we do that, um, you know, obviously this is, uh, you know, everybody knows this by now, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it just yet. Uh, we in the Chicago Bears family um, lost a very important member of said family this week on Monday. Doug Buffone uh, passed away in his home at the age of 70 uh buffone probably more famous for his days uh in chicago as a broadcaster uh than he was i mean because it's been 35 years since the guy played uh for the bears but you know is a noted bear great if you will drafted in the fourth round of the 1966 nfl draft uh buffone played for the bears all 15 years uh, of his career uh, retired in 1980 as the all-time leader in games played for the team a title that has been broken uh, by a couple of different players currently held by Patrick Manley uh, you know the long snapper uh, let's see he was captain of the defense for the last eight years of his career uh, over 1200 tackles and a seven 100 tackle seasons uh, in his career finished with 24 interceptions to lead all bear linebackers so you know he had quite a storied career for the bears uh you know back in 66 that means he got a chance to play with with guys like butkus and um sayers and you know was even around for the first few years of uh walter payton's uh storied career with the uh with our beloved chicago bears and uh, passed away on monday 
and um, I believe that I read earlier that he's being uh, laid to rest today on Friday. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Doug. And, um, you know, I haven't lived in Chicago for a few years now, but I did always enjoy the uh, post-game show with uh, him and Ed Bradovich. And uh, my buddy Ryan Simmons uh, tells me all the time how funny these guys can be, especially last year in 2014 when uh, the Bears were basically a laughing stock uh, of a football team. He was he and uh, and Obi, as he is known in Chicago, Ed Bradovich, uh, gave quite the uh, <laughs> quite the uh, comedic relief in, in uh, how terrible uh, the Bears uh, were. Uh, last year so unfortunately uh, Buffon won't be around in the physical world to uh, to see how it is our beloved are going to handle this transition into this new world with John Fox and see how 2015 breaks down for us but uh, we all know that uh, he will be up there watching to see how his beloved and ours uh, will do uh, in 2015 so that's uh, you know my little tribute to Doug Buffon if you will, uh, the first great number 55 that wore the uh, number. Uh, I saw on Twitter Otis Wilson paying tribute. Uh, also a number, another good, great number 55 uh, for the Bears. And, of course, Lance Briggs as well, number 55 uh, as well. So, um, you know, this, that number's got quite a pedigree attached to it now. Uh, basically anybody who's, who's worn the number has turned out to be uh, a great player for us. So... Uh, anywho, uh, the last bit of news, the Bears did sign somebody today, as a matter of fact, a, an appropriately named uh, football player to join the, uh, the Blue and Orange shit. Uh, Bear Pasco, a, uh, a backup tight end, uh, signed a one-year deal to join uh, our beloved. So Bear is now a Bear, and uh, he'll be competing with Zach Miller and uh, Dante Rosario for the backup tight end spot. Uh, behind uh, Martellus Bennett so personally I, I don't know much about Bear Pasco's career uh, but I am pulling for Zach Miller because he was awesome in the preseason and I hope that uh, he can come back and, and be what he was uh, last year uh, in those couple of games so that maybe we get a season out of the guy this time so anyway that's the uh, news and notes section of the whole deal if you will let's go ahead and dive right into the 2015 regular season schedule and how it breaks down for better or for worse for our beloved Chicago Bears <laughs> I think I said it last year that, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate what ESPN is uh, and NFL Network or the NFL in general is, is trying to do when, when they want to have like these uh, primetime specials to announce the release of the uh, schedule uh, and everything. Because uh, I, I can remember on more than one occasion that uh, the schedule would come out at like noon and I'd be able to, during my lunch break, go and print it out and have a look at it and see who the Bears are playing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, now they have this, these, the last couple of years, the official release of the schedule hasn't happened until 7 o'clock at night so that ESPN and the NFL Network can have these, these primetime uh, specials with the 
schedule release, only by that time the NFL schedule has become the worst kept secret uh, in the world. And uh, I think I even posted on on Facebook that we were about 25 minutes out from the official release shows on ESPN and the NFL Network, and I had 12 of the Bears' 16 games that had already been leaked that I you know, found them on Twitter uh, uh, and everything. So the, the first one that was announced or the first game of any kind that I was aware of uh, that I found on Twitter was the, the, the big one for the Bears – uh, Thanksgiving night the Bears are playing on Thanksgiving again also playing on the road again so Soldier Field isn't getting a Thanksgiving game just yet uh, we're going to be at Green Bay on Thanksgiving night against the Packers and um, you know just as the proof that uh, either God is a Packer fan or he's got an outstanding sense of humor uh, one of the two because not only will the Bears be visiting Lambeau on Thanksgiving night, it will also be retire Brett Favre's number four jersey night as well. So anticipate the Bears losing by about 200 points uh, in this uh, in that football game. So it's just uh, it's like, oh, OK, so, well, you know, tough game, national TV against Green Bay, a team that's obviously had our number over the last several years. Um, but uh, throw in Favre being. Uh, basically his having his number retired his his official return to Lambeau Field and and everything since leaving the franchise in 2008 uh, before finally retiring uh, in 2010 but uh, yeah you know just go ahead and throw that uh, in there on top of you know all those other things that we're gonna have to worry about it's like that's that's fantastic so I expect that um you know whatever thanksgiving dinner that that you've been stuffing in your face all day long you'll probably be vomiting up profusely as you watch this one um you know and of course i hope that i'm wrong about that and the bears just piss all over brett Favre night at lambo on thanksgiving how awesome uh would that be so but let's start at the top we'll go to the beginning of the schedule uh go through the games and then uh See if we can't do a, uh, you know, a, a, a quick, um, well, just go through the schedule and see what I think uh, will go down for our beloved in 2015. Speaking of the Packers, that's who we start with. Uh, apparently, the NFL throwing John Fox into the deep end of the pool without his little floaties on his arms, dude. He is going to sink like a rock, or at least they want him to. Anyway, <clears throat> he will open, he will begin his head coaching stint with the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay Packers in Soldier Field Sunday, uh, September the 13th. So the, the season starting a week later than it did last year. The Bears played the Bills September 7th of last year we're not starting the season until september 13th this year which is strange to me the the, the draft is a week earlier than it was last year um and this the it's you know it's dra the draft is a week earlier this year but we start a week later this season go figure anyway uh you know we started home with uh, the green bay packers 
Oh, man. You know, and I've talked to about a million people since the schedule came out on Tuesday, and it's just, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It, it's it's home. It's week one. So absolutely anything can happen on week one. You've seen it happen a million times. The the Dolphins beat the Patriots 31 to 15 or, you know, they go out and win big to start off the season. And then the, the Dolphins don't win another game the rest of the season, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, week one or, or, you know, even just to to, to pick a, uh, a hometown uh, thing, 1996, uh, the Bears hosting the defending world champion Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. And Dave Wanstatt and the, and the Bears just wrecked the Cowboys, just absolutely demolished the Cowboys national TV. We're thinking, whoa, is this a changing of the guard here? No. No, it wasn't. the The Bears uh, were awful in '96. Maybe seven and nine. I think was maybe the best that we did that year. The Cowboys won the division, went back to the playoffs, and everything in '96. So, yeah, that's oh well. So you can't put a lot of stock in what happens week one. However, we'll see how it all uh, shakes out that first Sunday of the season. Follow it up by another home game to start off the season with the Arizona Cardinals uh, coming to Soldier Field and then we back that up with our first road trip of the season to hell on earth as far as the NFL is concerned in Seattle against the Seahawks so Green Bay Arizona Seattle uh, we could easily easily be looking at an 0-3 start to the season i mean just green bay arizona seattle all three of those teams made the playoffs last year all three of those teams won 11 games or more last season so these are the teams you know combined i think we're looking about 30 34 35 wins between those three teams in the first three games of our 2015 campaign so uh, we knew that the schedule was going to be rough, having to play the NFC West, which has, which is a loaded division after being the weakest division for the longest time, uh, basically being a top-heavy division. You have first place, first place, and then everybody else, and uh, you know teams were taking turns winning the division. Last year, you had three teams uh, with uh, with uh, ten wins. Was it ten? something like no 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 you had you had Arizona and C- and and Seattle uh San Francisco had 8 and I think uh Seattle or excuse me St. Louis had uh 7 so I mean but these are all you know and the Rams are going to be better this year too which is another scary situation to think about but there you go those are your first 3 games Green Bay Arizona Seattle a combined 30 plus 35 wins I believe is the number between those uh between those three teams, and that's how we kick off the year. Uh, after that, we come back home for week four, host the Oakland Raiders, uh, the game that I basically have penciled in as our first victory uh, of the season. I'll stop doing that, so we'll get back to it here in just a second. Then uh, we go back-to-back road uh, games. First, we go to Kansas City on uh, week number five on October the 11th. Then October 18th, we travel up north to Detroit, to take on the Lions for the first time. So in the first six games, we have uh, two division games, week one against Green Bay, week six against Detroit, 
and then we have uh, four four of those West Coast teams: Arizona, Seattle, Oakland, and Kansas City, sandwiched in between. And then Week Seven is the Bears' bye week. And the, I've always I've, I've I've liked that the that the Bears have gotten those kind of middle of the season um, bye weeks for the last several years. Like last year was split right down the middle. We had eight games. Week number nine was the week off, and then the last eight games. Uh, followed after that so this year a couple weeks sooner week number seven but still a good buy still there in the middle you know not too early in the season not too late uh you know kind of in that and i think as an nfl team that's kind of where you want your bye week to be week seven week eight week nine kind of right there in the center uh of the season so on the earlier side of that uh that three-week bubble you want your bye week in but still a pretty good time to have that bye week in there so after the week seven bye the bears come back week number eight another division game at home against the minnesota vikings so and then our our first national tv game of the season uh the following week week number nine on monday night football we travel out to san diego to take on the chargers uh no we're in we're into november now that's november 9th with the chargers then uh, we go back out on the we stay out on the road. Uh, six days later, week number ten, we take on the St. Louis Rams. And if you guys remember, two years ago when we visited uh, St. Louis, I was in attendance at that football game. Obviously, that did not go the way that we would have liked for it to go. But uh, an outstanding atmosphere and a very, very divided crowd. There was a lot of Bear fans. Uh, in that building as a matter of fact a couple of weeks ago i got a phone call from the st louis rams uh ticket office uh you know if you will seeing if i would be interested in coming out uh to see the the bears play the rams or if i was interested in in uh you know coming out to seeing a game and you know obviously that's when i told him i was a bear fan so there to see play chicago you guys are playing the bears this year so it's possible that i might head back uh out there you know my buddies and i we always try to travel to one one bear game a year so it's very possible we might choose st louis again uh we'll have to get together with those guys and uh see about that at that time the schedule hadn't been released so i couldn't say yes or no you know depending on when the game falls so after our back-to-back games with san diego and st louis on the road the bears returned home for peyton manning and the denver broncos week number 11 and then our second and final national TV game, as we talked to before, just four days later on November 26th on NBC. So the Bears actually don't play on the NFL Network at all this year. Uh, on NBC, the Bears play the Green Bay Packers on Thanksgiving night, a.k.a. Brett Favre jersey retirement night. So you know the Bears are screwed <laughs> on that one. Uh, so and then uh, last five games. Uh, we're into December now after the Bears short, uh, you know, little bit of an extended break. You get 10 days from Thanksgiving until their next game on December 6th, home for the 49ers. Then a week later, December 13th, home for the Washington Redskins. Then we got back-to-back road games on the 20th at Minnesota and on the 27th at Tampa Bay. So, uh, you know, the, the heat and humidity could be a factor uh, in that one. You know, here we are, the the cold weather team dealing with cold weather temperatures and all that kind of stuff to go down to Florida, you know, based around Christmas time 
and it's uh, you know 75 and sunny down there, and uh, you know very much could be a factor uh, in that one. But the Bears playing Lovey for the second year in a row against the Buccaneers uh, down there in Tampa, uh, week number 16, and then we wrap up the season January 3rd. So the the season finishes in the new year of 2016 January the 3rd at home against the Detroit Lions so there you have it the 2015 regular season schedule for our beloved Chicago Bears so we knew going into it like I said before that this was not going to be a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination the NFC West and the AFC West um, you know two teams came out of the NFC West last year I think you only had two come out of the no actually just one I don't, well did the Chargers make the playoffs I don't remember but you know two years ago the the AFC in 2013 the AFC West had three teams Denver Kansas City and San Diego last year obviously Denver definitely did uh make it I want to say San Diego no they didn't make it last year I don't think they did so but anywho uh you know San Diego and Kansas City were both basically eliminated the last day uh, of the season or did San Diego make it ah who cares anyway <laughs> you guys know what I'm trying to say and then last year two teams came out of the west with uh, with Arizona and Seattle uh, you know San Francisco and Seattle were the NFC championship game a couple of years ago so these are two divisions that have been on the rise the last few years and uh, making big dents uh, in the league and this is our the the meat of our schedule basically the nfc west the afc west very tough teams and then of course our division as well with uh, washington and tampa bay sprinkled in there as our same place games so uh, we knew that it wasn't going to be pretty it was just a matter of how the schedule stacked up to get a look at it and see what the plan or the 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 battle lines were going to be what uh, what they were going to look like for us and um you know oh, i mean aside from that first month like the month of september we could go O for september this year because uh we got september 13th is week one against green bay september 20th arizona september 27th against seattle and then that first game that i feel confident in giving the bears a win is week number four at oakland on october fourth so we could go O for september this year uh with the way that that is lining up now granted both green bay and arizona to start off the years those are both home games so maybe the the bears would be able to sneak one pass i mean it would be awesome i mean talk about it talk about a way for john fox to win over any doubters uh, of of him being the head coach, him maybe not being the right guy, for him to be thrown to the wolves right off the bat, and have to play the Green Bay Packers week one of his uh, of his new tenure uh, with the Bears, for him to pull out a victory, and God forbid that victory is in any way convincing, you know whether the Bears are dominant or if they get after Rodgers, you know, I, honestly I think that the Bears would be able to say more with how they're playing. Uh, than they will with wins and losses this year because honestly going through this schedule I don't have the Bears winning this year you know I don't have the Bears having a winning record as a matter of fact I, you know I, I see a losing record when I when I break this down and and just looking at the you know the broad strokes of it like I said 
Green Bay, Arizona, granted those are home games, but those are two tough teams, especially Green Bay, who's had our number uh, over the years. And, and, and honestly, it's, it's gotten to the point with that Bear-Packer rivalry that, um, you know, even as a Bear fan, I can't pick the Bears to win until we actually go out and beat them. You know, we have to go out there and win uh, against Green Bay before I can in good conscience start picking the Bears to win these games. So, you know, that's 0-1 right there. We lose to Green Bay. Arizona, I think we can win this game, but I'm still going to go with Arizona there. At Seattle, that's not going to happen. I mean, stranger things have happened in the league, but I I don't see us winning there, so that's 0-3. Home for Oakland. Take the win, one and three. For some reason, I feel like we can win this game in Kansas City. Even though it's one of the more difficult places to win a football game in the National Football League, I just got a funny feeling about that trip to KC, and I take the win there. So we're two and three. Then we go on the road at Detroit. The Bears never play well in Detroit. We'll take the loss there. So we're two and four going into the bye week, but this is was a brutal, brutal first part of the schedule green bay arizona seattle and then on the road at kansas city and at detroit which has not been a place we've had much success lately i mean that is a rough rough start that the bears are facing there so starts to calm down a little bit but it's not getting any easier because our schedule just isn't going to be that way this year we come home from minnesota that's a home-and-home home series. The Bears always win at home against the Vikings, so we'll take the win there. I think it's been since, like, 2007 that the Minnesota Vikings have beaten the Bears in Chicago, so I'll just go with history on that one. So we're at 3-4 and four on the road at Saint San Diego. That's a loss, so 3-5 and five. Uh, at St. Louis. The Rams are going to be so tough, man. I just, you know, if, if you guys remember when we did the uh, – the uh, a couple years ago when we played the Rams uh I was saying that uh you know this is like the youngest roster on the NFL you got Jeff Fisher as your head coach if they ever figure out things on the offensive side of the ball you got to watch out for them and uh you know defensively they're 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 just tough you know the kid that we wanted in Aaron Donald we wanted him for good reason. He was the defensive rookie of the year last year. And on that offensive line that's got, excuse me, defensive line that's got number one draft picks across the board on that uh, on that defensive line to go with the linebacking core and the secondary, you know, we just, <laughs> you know, I just don't like our chances uh, uh, in St. Louis, especially week number 10, Nick Foles will have his, his feet firmly planted in at the quarterback position uh, for the Rams there, so we take the loss. Uh, we come home for the Denver Broncos. Take another loss there. So that's what, three and three and seven? Something like that? Three and six, three and seven? Let's see. Saint Minnesota would be three and four. San Diego's three and five. St. Louis three and six. Denver three and seven. At Green Bay, three and eight. That's a loss for sure on Thanksgiving night. Uh, so win against San Francisco at home. I just like us winning there. Home for the Washington Redskins. I'll take the win there. So that's five and eight. And then we have we're at Minnesota. Um, you know we'll take the loss at Minnesota. So five and nine. 
And then at Tampa Bay, the Bears are better than the pa- or, excuse me, the, the Packers, the Buccaneers. So six and nine, and then the victory I'll take over Detroit, week number seventeen. Very well could be a loss depending on what Detroit is playing for at that point in the season, but I'll take a win for the Bears against Detroit, week number seventeen, giving us seven and nine. So it's a seven and nine, six and ten type of schedule that I'm looking at right now. So I mean, obviously we're doing this before the draft. Things will change as we get closer to the season as we uh you know make cuts and uh roster additions and so on and so forth so we will have to see how each team improves itself after the draft and see what picks get made uh uh in that situation so that's kind of what we're looking at here you know we have this uh schedule uh the nfl (laughs) tired of watching the bears embarrass themselves on on national tv so uh, they only get two bites at the national TV Apple this year and maybe three if you count that game against the Seattle Seahawks because it's going to be one of those three o'clock, uh, you know, probably the America's game of the week type uh, situations. So, you know, maybe a lot of people in the country will see that game because it's the Seahawks and the Bears are a popular franchise Uh, and so on but as far as definitely going to be on national tv our first game is week nine against the Chargers on monday night football and then a few weeks later uh week number 12 on thanksgiving night against the packers so two trips to national tv land as opposed to five the last couple of seasons uh for the bears but uh you know it's one of those things you're gonna have to earn it the good thing about it is that basically every game except Uh, The Seattle game, the Monday night football game, and the uh, Thanksgiving night game, every game is at noon. So don't have to worry about them, you know, playing this weird back-to-back Thursday night schedule like they did last year or, you know, 3 o'clock game starts and all that garbage. The Bears play at noon pretty much every week of the season except for the Seattle game, the San Diego game on Monday night football, and Thanksgiving night uh, on NBC. So... It makes it a lot easier for us. We get to watch them play the early game, 13 out of the 16 games that they play this year, and that's, of course, not accounting for any flex scheduling that uh, may or may not take place uh, for the Bears uh, later on in the season. So, yeah. So, I mean, could be a 7-9 and nine season for us, you know, and that's just, you know, going on what we had to go on last year but i mean so many things are different now you got a different philosophy you got a completely different defense you got all kinds of different defensive personnel and uh you know no brandon marshall uh we're not a 4-3 team anymore we're switching to the 3-4 we got a different defensive coordinator who's more of a an aggressive attack style uh defensive play caller uh, you know, what kind of offense is Adam Gase going to employ uh, with this team? Will the Bears be able to rally behind Jay Cutler and get it done on offense? Will Jay Cutler be our quarterback? Will he be holding the spot for Marcus Mariota? Tons of questions that we that, you know, will will partially have answered by the end of the week. Next week, when the draft concludes, other things that we'll just have to learn 
uh, over time. Can Alshon be a number one, or did we draft uh, you know another bookend for him? Did we get Amari Cooper or Kevin White uh, in the draft? Did we bump up to get Marcus Mariota to give him another guy throwing him the the football? Did the Bears draft another running back to back up Forte or? Is Jacquez Rogers going to be the guy and so on? Can all these new bodies, can all these new people, these new faces, can we gel together? You know, can we can we do it? All these questions you have to stay tuned to find out later uh, as we go. So, you know, just based on on uh, the level of talent and the question marks that we have on defense, this is kind of what we're uh, what we're looking at. So I think seven and nine is a good start. I think it's a good start. If that's how it goes down, you know, it it it's, it goes back to the attitude that I had at the end of the regular season. If you guys remember, I didn't care. It, it just at one point, you know, with probably probably about five or six weeks left in the season, it, it I got past the point of wanting the Bears to win. I just wanted the Bears to look like they cared whether or not they won. Or lost because how many times knee-jerk reactions in those reviews episodes? How many times did it come out and say there's no spark, there's no fire? Doesn't look like these guys are ready to play. There's just looks like they don't care. We got guys out here collecting checks and all the rest of that stuff. I don't want to say that once this year. I want it to look like the Bears are all over the place on defense. We're getting after the quarterback. We're being aggressive on the offensive side of the ball uh, and so on. So I think John Fox is the right guy for the job. I'm very excited. Uh, The Bears have started their OTAs. And even though basically all they're doing right now is, is lifting and conditioning as a team, positive reviews coming out of Hallis Hall about the guys, you know, I, I think Antro Roll was I think it was his quote that I read basically saying there's a you know you you get this sense of togetherness this sense of camaraderie uh, amongst the guys you know even though they're just lifting weights and t-shirts and shorts right now uh, it still probably be won't until be until about June before the guys step out on the field with uh, with pads and start banging around a little bit in, in to get ready for uh, training camp and such but you know apparently there's something in the air in there in Hallis Hall. And you know what guys, it's also the NFL. This thing could be turned around, you know, in one season uh under uh under John Fox. I mean, look at what what, you know, Jim Harbaugh did. He came in and he inherited what like a 5 and 11 team in San Francisco and then took him to the NFC Championship game his first 3 seasons as head coach. So, stranger things have happened. It can be done. So, uh can the bears be that team and be able to do it absolutely we can do it we've got the offensive firepower to put points on the board if we can get things straightened out on defense this will be a hell of a team to contend with but going on what we and more so going on what we don't know than more what we do know but based on 20 2014 uh and and what we saw there the personnel that we have coming back it's hard to throw the bears in there with the NFL elites and think they're going to challenge for a division title or a playoff spot this year. So as long as the mentality of the team has changed, win or lose, that's what I want more than anything. After the insufferable 2014 campaign, I just want us to be competitive. If we lose to the Green Bay Packers, if we get swept, 
so be it. You know, just give me 21 to 17 as opposed to 55 to 14. You know, a 42 to nothing halftime score, screw that. Give me, give me, you know, 14 to 10 or 14 to 7, knowing that the Bears could just as easily win this thing in the second half and so on. I just want the Bears to be in it because 2014, oh my God, it was such, such a tough year. Not just as a fan, but to be the guy that's presenting this to you on this show uh and everything it, it's it sucked i mean and you guys know that i that i did i ha- kind of half-assed it a couple of times just giving just releasing an, an all knee-jerk reaction episode because i didn't feel like belly aching for 30 minutes about how we terrible we looked uh and everything i just didn't want to do it so I, I want a year where I can't wait to talk to you guys, win or lose, and be like, man, you know, we lost a tough one uh, in Kansas City this week, but you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, we we really got after uh, Alex Smith out there. We you know we held them to you know 17 points and you know uh, sacked the quarterback this many times, and man, did did Kyle Fuller look. That look Kyle Fuller look awesome and you know how about Pernell McPhee that guy's really you know getting after the quarterback and so on and so forth I want there to be bright spots even in our losses because last year hell there were victories where we had no bright spots that little two-game winning streak where we had against the Minnesota Vikings Tampa Bay Buccaneers what was the positive aside from having more points on the board than our opponents after those two games what was on the positive end there Nothing. There was nothing to be excited about after those two weeks because we should have won both of those games by about 14 to 20 points. And instead, both of those games, for whatever reason, came down to the final play of the game. Both both games were 21 to 13, and both times our opponent had the ball with no time left on the clock. You know, could have scored on a Hail Mary to send the game to overtime or whatever. So, um, you know, there were victories last year where there were no bright spots for us. So I would like to be able to talk about, even in a losing effort, saying, well, we have this, we have that, Pernell McPhee, Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett look good, Matt Forte's running like he's 20 years old, so on and so forth. You know, I just want the attitude to be different because 2014 was absolute garbage absolute garbage so i just uh i can't wait for this season to get started so that we can uh you know move past what was in 2014 and see what what is going to be in 2015 so i think that's going to do it for us a rather short episode of the chicago bears review so we will be back after the draft and uh hopefully we'll get our friend scott Wright to come back and and talk to us i've already shot him an email um inviting him to come back to the show we'll uh hopefully get him in here to analyze our 2015 draft class and what he thinks of how the the draft went down uh in general so hopefully we'll get him back uh keep an eye on the facebook page and also on twitter if i get an answer out of scott i'll let you guys know whether or not he'll be back but whether or not he's coming back, I will be back after the draft. And as usual, I'll wait until after we sign our undrafted free agents before I come back with the uh, with the draft review uh, episode. So the next time you hear from me, we'll have a new crop of bears and we'll know what's what our roster is going to look like heading into the 2015 training camp 
and so on. We're just a f- about a month and a half away from those uh, NFL magazines uh, coming out, previewing the season, and then we'll get to our 2015 opponent preview episodes, and those are always fun. So uh, anyway, until then, uh, my name is Larry D, and as always, this has been the Chicago Bears Review. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.